Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. We are awaiting the arrival of Bozo6, who will be joining me. Uh, Dave McVeigh, a.k.a. Diamond Dave, uh, has got a Charles River executive banquet I think he's going to be at this evening. So got Bozo joining here in just a few minutes from now. In the meantime, I wanted to do our little intro here, how we talk about the previous game. So I saw quite a few old club jerseys and a few international jerseys on display in the crowd there at Fort Quincy uh, over the weekend on Saturday. I was wearing my personalized 50th anniversary Charlotte Rugby Club jersey for all of the Rangers out there. They may uh, or may not know that I played for Charlotte when I was a, a very young man at 17 years old on the B side um, coming off the bench uh, there for Charlotte Old Originals. Uh, great weather, of course, at Fort Quincy. Uh, almost a record crowd, not quite. I think we're about 100 shy of that. But uh, the shade in Section 5 was great on a, um, a very sunny day. Uh, very close to a record attendance, as I was saying a moment ago. Hat tip to the great job the Free Jacks are doing off the pitch uh, for the fan experience at Fort Quincy. It just keeps getting better and better. I didn't hear any issues with the water supply there at Fort Quincy. I think there was plenty of uh, uh, beer and water to keep everybody hydrated in the crowd, as far as I know. Uh, it has been discuss discussed on the TJRS Facebook page, uh, and Kenny has made a suggestion for this that uh, I don't have a nickname. Everybody else pretty much has a nickname uh, on the, uh, the show here, the outriders, the contributors to the show. Of course, we've got Diamond Dave, we've got Dan from Merrimack, uh, we've got Bozo6, uh, who will be joining us here in a moment, and of course, we had David Lawrence, who previously went by Dan from Quincy, uh, also has a nickname as well, though we don't really use anymore, but there's no nickname for me, so if you guys want to send in a good nickname for myself, you can do that at jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. Would appreciate any suggestions. Kenny suggested too tall, Phil Harris, or uh, I, I suggested tiny as a joke. I don't know if that's one's going to stick, but I do uh, quite frequently get called Philly or Philly bananas sometimes, depending on my alcohol intake. So I think those are pretty funny ones as well. Bozo Six joining in here from Yo, the Granite me? Bunker. I can hear you. How are you, pal? Oh, no. I can't hear you. Oh, I boy. I think you can hear me. I, I can definitely hear you. I can definitely hear One you. One second. Just change no the speakers. So, yeah, I didn't stick around. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell the story that I did not stick around for the band Cracker. Um, after the game, I was pretty much in and out of there. Caitlin did not join me. Um, this time around, it was her bye week, if you will. She was on rest and recovery uh, from all of the festivities there. But uh, really enjoyed it. Great weather, like I was saying earlier. Got a beer from Spider. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just really. We try to leave it. and come back because I can't hear you. I don't know why. Okay, Bozo will be coming back shortly. And in the meantime... Uh, I am going to provide the Waka watch. So Waka is back, of course, with the New England Free Jacks. Waka made his 2023 debut, as they call it down there in New Zealand, at Fort Quincy, wearing the red, white, and blue at fullback. 
uh, when his name was announced for the lineups over the PA, there was a roar in the crowd. Potty came off injured in the 60th minute. We did reach out to Potty. He's going to be okay. I believe he took an elbow to the nose there, so not, not a great feeling for him. Uh, but I don't think it was broken. He was at practice today. We'll get to that in a moment. Got to welcome Bozo6 back to the show here. Bozo, can you hear me? I don't know why I can't hear you. Huh. Let me see here. You should definitely be able to hear me. Um, so what I was talking about here is that uh, this is now two appearances so far that Waka has made. He will need to make another two more appearances in the next three remaining games to be eligible for the playoffs. That's the New York rule, as we're calling it around here. You have to have four appearances prior to the playoffs to be eligible to play in the playoffs. He's got two of those already. I'm good. Okay. Sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> Welcoming Bozo to the show here. Bozo, how hey, it wouldn't be that's good, man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be me if we weren't doing a little clowning around. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. The I'm storming right along. Good for you, pal. Um, so yeah, the the clown prince of MLR has joined us. The king of the comments is here. So I was just you know letting people know about the the fan experience there in the previous game. Um, I was I want to get your suggestion on this because there's been some people that have observed that I don't have a nickname. I'm the only outrider that doesn't have a nickname. Now David Lawrence previously had one, but he no longer uses Dan from Quincy. Um, mm. Kenny suggested too tall for me. Um, I threw out uh, Tiny as a joke, Tiny Phil Harris, but uh, I kind of go by Philly sometimes and Philly Bananas if I've had two, one too many uh, cocktails. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with, the, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna zag. I'm gonna go negative. You're you're the, you're the maestro, dude. You're the king. The maestro. Just, you know what I mean? Okay. Or you, we could maybe do that, but like I'm gonna go with no nickname because no nickname. It's, All your, right. it's your show. It's yeah, like, that's true. Rangers, this is Phil Harris. Yep. So maybe that's what it is. It's first and last name. Can't call you Phil. Can't call you Harris. Got to right. call you Phil Harris. You know, prior to us using Bozo pretty consistently on this show, we yeah. always refer to you as Chris Lind, never just Chris. Yeah, that's right. So. That's a whole thing for my whole life, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Dude. That's like different people, like army people, people at the jail that I used to work at, <laughs> um, high school football people, yep. like middle school football people always i think it's just because it doesn't have enough syllables and people just don't like yeah, it's, a, it's a short name right yeah yeah we when we met when we were talking with uh q in the stands i was like yeah man hey like my actual name's chris if you want to call me chris he's like can i call you bozo and i'm like wow buddy yeah. no yeah go ahead right of ahead. course you know, it doesn't matter to me of course oh yeah so I, I yeah, wanted man. to mention that I did see Q's mom uh, in the stands. I, I was finally able to nice. meet her. She had uh, come down from the Toronto area. Very, very nice lady. Like, just super, super nice, as you would expect. Uh, Q's just one of my favorite players. And I, I explained that to her, and she said, oh, you're just saying that. I said, no, he's really a personable guy. He's, he's really yeah. becoming one of my favorite players on the Free Jacks. So His fan engagement is next level. And honestly, sure. I think he, I think he has some broadcasting in his future. I agree. Yeah, that's actually a really, really good shout. I think he would do a fantastic job. Uh, he's the color commentator. You know yes. what I'm saying, though? Oh, yes. Like, I'm sure he's got a, a, a smart analytical mind, too. It's not that mm -hmm. it doesn't have it. You just got to play right. your strengths, right? You got to yeah. play your part. Yeah, he would do a fantastic job for sure. Much better than most of the uh, broadcasters out there. Uh, we did walk a watch already. We talked about how he has made yeah. a, you know another appearance. And, uh, yeah, just went over the yeah, fan that's experience. Two. That's, two. that's two. Two out of We're four. Halfway. Halfway there. 
yeah. let's get over to the Free Jacks article here talking about the game itself. And I, of course, want to get your insight uh, of what took place. The New England Free Jacks secured a spot in the Major League Rugby's Eastern Conference final Saturday with a 57-20 battering of the Toronto Arrows at Veterans Memorial Stadium, a.k.a. Fort Quincy. I threw that in there. Uh, with the win, the Free Jacks improved to 11-2 and on the season and clinched first place in the East with three weeks remaining in the regular season. They'll host the winner of the second versus the third semifinal on Saturday, July 1st at 6 p.m. at Fort Quincy. And we're hoping for a sellout for sure. I think it is possible. You know, it feels like everything has kind of been building this year. Last year, you know, we were we were building the foundation, but now we're really, really decorating the inside of the house. And it's a really, really nice house. To, do we to know what do we know what the in. max capacity is? Five thousand is what I keep hearing. Oh, it's five thousand. Five thousand is what I keep hearing. So we've been about fifteen hundred short. That boggles my mind because it seems pretty packed when we're there. But oh yeah, I think you know. It's very, very rare that you see an empty seat nowadays, especially yeah. with the with the weather being so nice. So I think it is possible that we could sell it out, and that would be great. I talked to Scott Matthew today about that. We were talking about – I was saying I hope it's a sellout, and he was like, yeah, I, I really do too because it's everything's been building up to this moment. So getting back to the game at hand here against Toronto, the Free Jacks also remained undefeated both at home – we're 7-0 at home, and in the Eastern Conference play, 9-0. So super excited about that. We'll talk about more that more in the next uh, particular segment here. They have won seven straight matches and have outscored opponents by an average of 29.6 points per game during their winning streak. I would say that that's pretty dominant there. Hooker yeah. Mills and Flanker uh, Slade each scored two tries for New England with scrum half Kieran McClay. Prop Tavetta Soul, replacement prop Andrew Quatrin, and wings Mitch Wilson and Taniella Filimone, all contributing one try apiece. That is a try fest, and I'm sure we don't have him on here, of course. But Diamond Dave was making his way up and down the stairs. Oh, there, he's getting his a steps lot of in, buddy. He's getting yeah. his steps in. Absolutely. I want to see the before and after picture of Dave because <laughs> I feel like he's probably melted like 25 pounds with all these huzzas. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, he's, he's getting ready for slimmer. summer, man. He's exactly. getting ready for summer. And the Free Jacks are doing their part, helping Diamond Dave get ready for his summer dad bod. It's a beautiful thing. Fly half Jason Potras, who entered the weekend ranked second in MLR points scored, was six from seven on conversion kicks before exiting with an injury in the 60th minute. And if you didn't hear me earlier, I did say that he is A-OK, guys. He took an elbow to the nose, which doesn't feel good but he should right. be all set and available for selection going forward. Um, in his first start of the season, MVP in 2022, Bodine Waka facilitated two of the Free Jacks tries. He set up Wilson's 56-minute score by breaking the line and shrugging off a Toronto tackle before feeding an outside ball to the fleet-footed winger, then create, created Filimone seven minutes later with a perfectly placed Crossfield kick, and it was an absolute beaut if you guys didn't see it. Um, you know, we kind of forget, or at least I kind of did, that how dynamic <laughs> Waka is. Because, I mean, did Jason's you though? Done... Did you, Phil? Did you really forget? 
a little bit because you know you you see him and he's like okay he's playing fullback he's doing what he needs to do back there he's the last line of defense he can kick a little bit back there but when he gets moved over to that 10 jersey he is super dynamic with ball yeah. in hand creating opportunities for other players and that crossfield <clears throat> kick was an absolute beaut so it's it's just yeah. great to see him back in form with the free jacks and i will say that uh, that run that he had where he pitched it off to mitch wilson who eventually scored that might have been the biggest roar of the entire day and oh by the way before the game got started in the lineup announcements his name was uh, i mean just people were roaring in the crowd when they heard his name that he was starting at 15 so yeah you know he's, he's well, a we superstar. talked about that i mean we yeah, talked man. about that right he's a different he's a different 10 uh yeah. than paul trust and they're both equally as dangerous in my mind it's like pick your poison yeah uh so and that gives us a great option you know we hate i don't want to put injuries out there so i won't mm -hmm. really talk about it too much but the depth and the dynamism of having that that even that goes for when patros is on the floor i'm sure that they've worked it worked it into their systems where if he gets tangled up at the bottom of a ruck and he's down mm -hmm. there instead of now two phases to go until we're attacking full flight yep. we could possibly be attacking full flight the very next phase yeah. um it's you know you know that's real tactical stuff i guess but like i'm sure that they've i'm sure they've worked it in at some point you know mm -hmm. yep i was down there at the practice today to pick up something for this the seattle game that i'll be going to uh don't want to get too far into that but i yeah i definitely watched them go through you know their their plays and stuff like that it's just they're just absolutely firing on all cylinders right now they looked fantastic in practice today i will say that um getting yeah. back to the the recap here Philomone finished by winning an in-air contest against Arrows fullback Shane O'Leary and just over the try line. That was a, one of the highlights of the week for sure for the entire league. Walker re-signed with the Free Jacks last month after a stint with the Steelers in Japan's Rugby League One. He started the game at fullback and later shifted to fly half his primary position during the superb 2022 uh, campaign. Following Patras's injury, he went one for two on conversion attempts. Three of New England's tries, one was by Mills, one was by uh, Tavetta, and one was by Q, came off lineouts from Toronto's five-meter line. And that is something that uh, Scott Matthew and his tour, that his media tour that he did last week, he did like three shows. He did our show, he did uh, Rugby Wrap-Up, and he also did our good uh, buddy David Lawrence's uh, Scrum of the Earth podcast. He kept talking about how we wanted to increase the mall uh, tries. And that is something that you, they definitely focused on in this game against Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did so a good job. They did a fantastic job, man. It was three tries coming off lineouts from uh, Toronto's five meter line. Uh, on each, multiple free jacks backs joins the forward pack uh, to powerful to make those malls more even more powerful to drive uh, Toronto over their own try line. The try by Quatran, an Ontario native, by the way, and a, a, of course a alumni of the Arrows, closed out the scoring in the 76th minute. The Free Jacks set uh, MLR records for points scored 80 and margin of victory 75 when they visited Toronto on April the 15th. But the last place arrows made their hosts sweat this one a little bit. And it, it was they were much more competitive this time around. Yeah. Um, I always felt like, you know, the Free Jacks were in control of this game for sure. That was never a problem. But, you know, they definitely put up more of a fight than they did in the previous week. And we got a Facebook comment here. Fizzle. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Duke of Quiz, uh, Quincy, Father Phil, 
Right. Yeah, I want to just retract my previous statement of going with no nickname. The Duke of Quincy <laughs> is an absolute fire flame. It's not bad, nickname. right? Yeah, it's maybe it's bad. one of those things we can toss out. It's like, hey, Phil Phil Harris, the Duke of Quincy. I mean, dude, it's pretty good. It actually goes. It's it's on it's on brand. It's, it's not too bad. What we might do is we'll gather some of these that are really good, and maybe we'll just do like a Twitter post and also like an Instagram post with the quiz or not the quiz, but uh, a poll, so people can vote for their their best one, and maybe we yeah. I'm calling it right now. Duke of Quincy wins. Duke of Quincy. Um, that's, right. that's my official. That's my official prediction. We can put okay. the poll up. I, I agree, but I just think it's going to win. It's the best one for sure. It's, a, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see here. All right. Back to the article here. What we got. Yeah, yeah. Back on track. Back on track. Get back on track. All right. So we've got. Okay. Toronto opened the scoring with an early penalty by fly half Peter Nelson, trailed by 13 points at halftime and cut. New England's lead to 11 with in the 51st minute try by outside winger Tassie is his last name. I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. I don't want to disrespect the guy. Uh, but the Free Jacks pulled away late for a comfortable victory, closing the match with 26 unanswered points. And here's yeah. the thing is, right, you know, some of these teams that we play, they will hang around uh, with the Free Jacks up until about the 60th minute, and that's when the you know the subs are coming in or the earlier subs are getting settled in, and that's where we really see the, the Free Jacks distance themselves from a lot of these teams because we have so much depth that is better than most of the league. Yeah. All right. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Official attendance. I'm happy was... that they didn't fight back, to be honest with you. They were looking for another disruptive draw, and I just wasn't having it hashtag disruptive yeah i mean that would have been really really improbable to have three draws in a row but it just was not in the cards for toronto uh it's not like they were playing what dallas and, and atlanta they were we, they were dealing with the big boys in the eastern that's Conference right this yeah time around so yeah official attendance on saturday's match was 3364 just shy of the record setting 3,442 fans who turned out for last Sunday's victory over NOLA. It marked the first time in franchise history that the Free Jacks drew a crowd of 3,000-plus at back-to-back games. That's what I was talking about earlier when I was talking to Scott Matthew today. Is like This thing just keeps building on itself. Like They've, they've created the foundation, and it's a very strong one. You know, Reaching out to the community, getting all the former ruggers out there to Fort Quincy, reaching out to people that you know wouldn't know what rugby is, but they are drawn in by the beer festivals and maybe they keep coming back they want to come see the bands all that sort of stuff and, and i really feel like you know that houston game is going to set a record as long as the weather's good that we you know we play them in two weeks time and then that that final uh eastern conference final i really feel like we're going to have big big numbers that we have never seen at fort quincy and i'm super excited about that incredible numbers for memorial day weekend too Obviously, yeah I, right i wasn't there it took me out of the memorial day weekend took me out of the cards i had uh-huh. you know i try i was supposed to go and then the plans took over but i'm sure that there's i mean how many couple hundred people at least are <clears throat> excuse me are probably in the same boat like seriously yeah. it's memorial day weekend people travel right. they go see family they go see friends mm-hmm. uh etc uh you know that weekend is circled on almost every american's calendar everybody has plans and so right. to pivot and to go to a, a free jack game and, and to be what like a hundred shy less than a hundred shy of their yeah. all-time attendance record and yep. then three thousand plus back to back yeah that's awesome I mean, I guess we can kind of sit here and talk about like if it wasn't Memorial Day weekend, it seems like it, the record would have been shattered, as you're saying, because I know, agree. There was, yeah. yeah, there's there's people out there that would have made the trip, but they had plans otherwise. Me, <laughs> exactly. It would have been the three thousand three hundred sixty-five instead of sixty-four. There you go. There you go. Uh, the let's go to Bl- man. 
There's going to be the 65th man. man. (laughs) Uh, Let's move over to musket size pants tent real quick. Uh, Ross Brody, I believe is his last name. Five foot six, 185 pounds, 23 years old. Canadian scrum half from Pretoria, South Africa. He made his new, uh, excuse me, his Canadian national team debut on July of uh, two years ago in 2021. He has 12 total caps since then so far for Canada. He signed with the Arrows in the 2021 season after being with the Bulls side there in URC, I believe, or maybe the, at that time they were probably in Super Rugby. So this guy is very, yeah. very talented. You know, coming from South Africa, I think his dad is Canadian. I hope to see him called up to the big show next year in wearing red, white, and blue. Obviously, we joke around about uh, Toronto being our development side. So I, I I think this guy is like super, super good. Now we're pretty stacked uh, at the nine position. If we continue to retain uh, legend, John Poland, of course, we got the vampire there. And uh, I would say this kid from uh, uh, New Zealand, Kieran McClay has done a a very, very fantastic job as well. But uh, I would love to see Ross Brody in the future on the new England free Jacks. Yeah. He's a good player, man. For sure. Let's move over to MVP and I will let you go first. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he had stellar stats for the game. Um, has crossed the the whitewash for the Free Jacks, but I don't think he has too many tries in the season. But I'm going to give a shout-out to the Dorchester Room's own Ben Lesage because he's been in there, stuck in, driving in those malls, man. He's mm-hmm. pushing the boys over the line. I think he plays excellent defense. He's definitely put his body on the line for the Free Jacks. And um, – I know that he played really well in the first Toronto match, even though that's not what we're talking about here. I mm-hmm. think he played well in this one, and I think it meant a lot to him. Uh, he's a little bit more separated than the others as he spent one season in L.A., as we that's know. Right. Yep. Um, but I think this was still an important uh, match for him. I mm-hmm. think it was important for all the Canadian guys. And, yeah, I thought he played really well. So go with Ben Lesage. Love that. I saw him today at practice and I, I happened to mention to him, he's starting to look like a movie villain because he's got the <laughs> scar right here, but he's also uh, pretty cut up around his nose and on his face. So I was like, geez, dude, he was like, he was like, yeah, not my, you know, not my choice, but that's just how it works out sometimes in rugby. It's but, all right, uh, man. I got a couple, you know, yeah, more yeah. stories. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. He, all these guys that play against their former team, you either like, it's either you're going to turtle or you're going to show out. And it feels yeah. like a lot of our guys that either played for the arrows or got snubbed by the arrows, and that's a Keezer's case. Ooh, uh, they, they absolutely yeah. play out. You know, they show out for that game. So for my MVP, there are a lot of guys that deserve this award this week. I think uh, Kieran McClay comes to mind, filled in admirably for the injured John Poland. But I'm going to give this to a guy that has been filling in for injured Q recently at Hooker and really impressed in this game. Millennium Mills Serenevi bagged himself a brace, which is two tries for those folks that aren't familiar with that term, uh, and did pretty good with line-out throws. Not perfect, but you know, got the job done for sure. Really happy that he's gotten some valuable minutes in the absence of Q. Um, yeah. So yeah, mine is Mills this week. Oh yeah. He had a great game too. And he's definitely sharpened up uh, come line out time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know we uh, have been critical of our line out throws and performance from time to time, no matter who's playing the hooker position, to be honest with you, yes. we just had a lot of, a lot of trouble. Um, not technical enough for me to know whether that's the jumper problem or the thrower problem or whatever, but he seemed to have it pretty dialed. And you know what he did do that was the most important thing? What's that? He placed the ball across the try line. 
He didn't yeah. get held up. No, no, no hold up bull crap. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. I was happy to see that. It's, it's so good. disruptive, man. It's so disruptive. Hashtag disruptive. I, it's <laughs> so good to see that these, you know, these things that we were kind of harping on earlier in the season is is really in the rearview mirror. Things like being held up, you know, that 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 seems to have gone away. I, I can't remember the last time that that was an issue. It's with been us. at least like four or five matches. It's so been they, over a month. It's been a long you know, time since it's been a problem. They've made some corrections in their weaknesses, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's that's a, a sign of an excellent team. Um, any just overall thoughts on the match, Bozo? Yeah, I mean, I just want to give you credit. Shout out uh, to Phil Harris, the Duke of Quincy. Early, uh, early. Hey, listen, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just trying to influence the polls. That's what okay. I do, right? <laughs> but uh, you did say that you uh, expected the Free Jacks point total to not be as high. That was correct. That's right. You yeah. also expected the arrows to put up more points. That was also correct. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you said. It don't matter. The free jacks are still going to beat the beat the brakes off them. That yep. was also correct. It's true. So you know, hard to judge this game. I mean, in one way, you could get really negative and be like, "Hey, what the hell happened to seventy-five to five, boys? Like, should have hung ninety on them." But right. but it's hard to complain with fifty-seven points. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. un, unreal. The aggregate, especially the aggregate. You know, whatever the math is on that, the total domination of and it's comprehensive domination over Toronto this year and over the East in general. Uh, but but wow, really, they they put on a masterclass on the on the arrows this year, and they just capped it off at home, and it, it was awesome. And good on the arrows for fighting back. But you know, yeah, still. man. Uh, ultimately, the thing is that you know they they definitely showed us a bit more this time around. They that you could tell that they were a bit more up uh, for this game than the previous one, and that is definitely due to you know they they got some of their players back. But uh, I'm trying to for grab sure. my calculator here. I'm kind of stumbling over myself just to figure out what the the aggregate is. Well, seventy five or eighty to five is seventy five, and then fifty seven to twenty, right? Is thirty seven. Yep. So, so thirty seven and. To so we score 75, uh, 37 and 75. That's the total uh, point differential. It's a, an absolute domination, <laughs> it's a lot. right? It's a yeah. lot. So you know, <laughs> the, the series is just absolutely wrapped up by the free Jacks and, and we swept. So here's the thing, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next segment, but yeah. we're one win away from a historic sweep of the Eastern Conference. It has never been done before in the six year history. And I'm knocking on wood as well. Yeah, same here. If we get that win against uh, Atlanta, then the Free Jacks have swept everybody in the Eastern Conference. So that is something to certainly look forward to. It will be a something that we discuss in our watch-along. I want to go ahead and announce that right now. We're going to get the graphic out probably tomorrow. But you and I will be at your place right now where you are. We'll be right here. Yes, yes. At the Granite How's the paint Bunker. job? It looks fantastic. It looks pretty decent, man. What is that? Slate? Is that the color? What what color is? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great. I, I got. I still got to hang up uh, all the pictures of the staff. Yes. Uh, yeah. I got to hang up the project. I got a lot of work to do, mm -hmm. but the paint is there. Uh, it's not going to be what we wanted it to be, but it'll mm -hmm. still be cool, and it's going to be a work in progress. Twenty twenty four. The granite bunker is going to be fully operational. Going to be some good, good stuff. But it'll be operational enough. Yes. Come Friday. So yep. let's go. All right. Well, so right. yeah, all the folks out there that, you know, obviously if you're not making the trip to Atlanta or you're not going to a potential watch along that the Free Jacks do, not sure about that at this point because it hasn't been announced. Uh, all the other folks, if you're watching the game, turn off, mute the commentary and turn us on and we'll entertain you uh, for sure. So we've got uh, that's that's going to wrap her up essentially for this particular, pr or excuse me, review of the uh, Toronto game. 
And with that being said, make sure you jump over to the next segment that we have, which is going to be the preview of Atlanta. And I've got one word for everybody out there in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo.